If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. It's Arthur Most Wesley Eula, and yes, this is Steelers Nation Radio, but more importantly, this is the Steelers Blitz. And between the two of us, one of us has a decade-long NFL experience, the other an immaculate head of hair, but I guarantee you this, both of us got the drip when you talk about these glasses that we have on our amazing faces right now. So salute to each and every one of us and every one of y'all that are with us today. And you know, this show is unlike any other. We keep it interactive. So the best way to participate, Power Grid, Marigold Watts, is to hit us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And my friend, I have not seen you or talked to you since uh, the Steelers since played Friday, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, so since the game and stuff like that, obviously the Steelers won. Um, but if you could, man, just give your initial reaction to the game itself, man. A lot transpired, right? Uh, bittersweet, I think. When I think back to Sunday, Motsi, and now, as you rightfully pointed out there, we've had a few days. You know, normally when we come in here on a Monday, it's like, you know, been about, what, 12 hours or so, mm-hmm. 18 hours or so since the game was played. Um We've had a little bit more time to digest and let this one marinate for a few days. Bittersweet is what I keep coming back to because there's so much to hang your hat on to be excited, encouraged, optimistic about. Uh, we can talk about the offense as a whole, Kenny Pickett and George Pickens in particular. In, in particular, mm-hmm. uh, What we saw from Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in the offensive line down the stretch. The good news that it seems like it's nothing serious with Pat Fryermoose injury as well, too. Uh, We could talk about this defense. That Arthur Motes, post-bye week when they got T.J. Watt back, gave up 14 points per game on average. 14. That's it. Um, Very impressive. It, we we can talk that 7-2 and two record down the stretch and just improvements across the board and all that. And, and that's all true. Um, the, you know, the bittersweet, the other side of that is, man, you would have really liked the chance to go back up to Buffalo. Not that I think it would have 
the result would have gone differently, but I think the way it played out would have been much different. Uh, you went up to Buffalo in, what was that? Was that October or late September? That was uh, October 9th. You went up to Buffalo on October 9th, and you got your butts kicked. You got your butts handed to you. You got your whatever parallel, whatever <laughs> cliche, whatever little uh, you know anecdote you want to put there. The Buffalo Bills uh, spanked the Steelers on that Sunday. I'd have liked to go back there to the scene of that crime, one more shot at it. Like I said, I don't think the result would have been different, but I think the way it played out wouldn't have been as lopsided. Another test there for the Steelers. Um, but unfortunately, man, you got a lot of the help you needed. Just one more there. You needed six things to happen over those last two weeks. Five of those six happened, Motsi. Except for, was is this Josh Anderson? Is that the kicker's name for the Dolphins? Oh, I have no clue. Well, this kicker yeah. for the Dolphins, whatever his name was, boots a 50-yarder at the right before the buzzer, uh, and then they add a safety say, at the end. The, the amount of like commitment I had to that Dolphins-Jets game was I knew Joe Flacco was playing. I knew Skylar Thompson was playing. I think I checked the stat sheet like once in the fourth quarter with like two minutes left when it was still 66. You weren't watching? No, I absolutely was not. I was like, yo, did anybody turn the ball over yet? And I was like, okay, no one's turned the ball over yet. Who knows what's going to happen? Next thing I know was when I got the alert that they hit the field goal from 50. 50? Yeah. So 50. I couldn't tell you who kicked that field goal. What, what was the conditions down there? Or anything. Josh, no, Josh Sanders yeah. is his name, not Josh Anderson. Josh Sanders, I believe, now that it's all coming back yeah. to me now. Um, and then the Dolphins add a safety there on the lateral. Mm-hmm. At the end. It ends up 11-6. to six. Weird final score there. Um, bittersweet. You played so much better down the stretch. You had a lot of things going your way. Like I said, I'm not going to – I know this is Mr. Rooney's radio station, all right, and that at times we we view all these things through black and gold glasses. I'm not going to sit here, though, and say, ah, oh, if the Steelers would have just gotten in, they could have won the Super Bowl. It wasn't like that, all right? Uh, but I would have liked to see them get that opportunity. Hey, you went up to Buffalo a couple months ago and you got your butts kicked. Let's see how much you really improved. Um, unfortunately, though, now you're going to have to wait a little while. But I think uh, bittersweet because you should be encouraged by how the season ended, and I think in particular that game on Sunday. I like it. I like it. And Power Grip Megawatts, man, don't just be, uh, you know, innocent bystanders on the sidelines. That's right. Get your thoughts in here, your comments, your concerns. We might have to open up the phone. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But first off, no, no, on this thing. Just, just let us know how you felt about, you know, the game on Sunday in terms of the Steelers, you know, getting the victory. Let me know your thoughts on that, man. Obviously, on the Twitter.com, as we always talk about it, Dubbody52 and at Wesley Euler. What say you, Mr. Host? But yeah, for me, man, I thought that it was impressive. Um, Because when I look at it like this, I don't want to look at it from a big pitch perspective. I like to look at it just in the uh, the the, the uh, micro right now, sure, man. Sure, Because with this team, man, all the stuff that was at play on Sunday, all the potential distractions. You had the DeMar Hamlin scenario that had been playing out all week, right before our eyes. We had the Franco situation that had played out prior to that, right? So you're point. still dealing with that. Then on top of that, you had the playoffs on the line for the Steelers' must-win victory. You had to win to have a chance to get in. Then to add on to that, you also had the fact that, hey, you got a stadium watch, and you have two teams or two games that have to go right for you as well. Plenty of reasons to be distracted. Oh, not to mention it's a division rival that absolutely would want nothing more than to put you out <laughs> Good of call there. the postseason. Good call. And they they were looking for a little own of their, yeah. all right, let's have a little optimism and going had, into the offseason And here. they had just beat a Washington team that was in the exact same boat as we were in. Mm-hmm. So when I saw how this team responded, 
Was it perfect? No. Were there still some issues that we'll talk about and that we want to get corrected? Absolutely. But watching how they were able to, number one, weather the Browns' storm early on where they were going to be super excited, playing to the best of their abilities, and ultimately trying to make stuff happen, and then even us having to overcome some of our self-inflicted issues, right? Obviously, we had the touchdown that, you know, hindsight 2020, you review it, would have been a score. Two plays later, we fumbled the ball. That led to the continued narrative of, hey, our red zone offense is atrocious and everything is god-awful because we can't score in the red zone. think about that. That's and it's like, you. you know, that would have been the third touchdown they would have had in the red zone on Sunday. But either way, I get it. That's the narrative we roll with. So with that, though, it was just kind of like, man, it was really impressive to see just the shift. You know, you obviously have the hot take people. You have the crowd that was looking for any reason to cast off this team. We also knew that not just all those things I laid out, but also the no losing season mm. for Coach Tom. I'm glad you went there. That was also important, not just for me. Obviously, as an alumni, it's important to me. But like I said, I had Robert Splane on my show, on my podcast, you know, a week ago. And prior to the game, that's what he also said. He was like, regardless of postseason or not, something that we've all been talking about in this particular room is the fact that we do not want to be the first team to have a losing season for Coach Tom. Nobody wants to be that team. And it's funny how, you know, once that became not on the table for the naysayers or the uh, the detesters, it became once again like, hey, man, that's not even a cool stat. That's not even a good stat. And it's like, no, you're never going to make me believe that winning at the NFL level consistently is a bad thing. I, I don't follow that narrative. But with all those things at play and the way the game started, Cleveland coming out hot, we fumbling on the goal line how we were able to still get it back going, mm-hmm. put it back together, mm-hmm. quarter by quarter, and to just see this team come together, to see this team once again be able to run the ball, to see this team once again be able to stop the run, to see this team do what? Protect the ball for the most part of the game. And then on the flip side, create turnovers. I mean, just across the board, all the different things that we've been hollering about in the first half of the season. We got a chance to continue to see that once again. And then to add on to what we saw on Sunday – it was just the full body of it. We said, judge this team, not just on 17 games, because 17 games as a whole, you're going to lose the context. You judge this team first half of the bye versus second half of the bye. Mm. And the context is fully there. First half of the bye, two and six. Switches at quarterback, switches at running back, switches across the board. Everybody hurt. We're trying to figure out what this identity is. We said, man, you get this team to the bye, they're getting healthier. We're going to see what this looks like. Continuity, consistency, can they grow? Seven and two down the stretch, four games in a row leading it to win. I mean, uh, four games in a row wins to end the season, and two of those coming against division opponents, three teams that were realistically competing for playoff spots at some point in time. Don't minimize it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like when I think of all of those things as well, it's just like, man, like Sunday was a dope day. Like, granted, we wanted to get into postseason because obviously you want to see what it could come to. Sure. Because when you talk about teams that win Super Bowls, when you talk about teams that hop in as a wild card team and go all the way, What's the, the thing that you said earlier, right? No, hey, right. man, I'm not going to put the gloves on and act like this could happen. No, 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 no. Because how many times have we seen we that happen, We have though? certainly seen that happen. That's not an outlier. That is not an outlier anymore. It once upon a time it's was, but not anymore. Yep. It's about getting hot. People, I mean, the Bengals, were, the Bengals won one more game than the Steelers in the regular season they last year. They literally did what we just did. And they had finished 7-2 down they the stretch the lead and with went three hot at the minutes end. left in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. They literally did what we just did. Mm-hmm. Went, went hot down the stretch, 
undefeated in those last couple of games and then went to the postseason. Yeah, that's a good call by that you. That is literally you never know. the exact same thing. So people can, and once again, it's all about their perspective. And I don't spend a lot, of, like we're not going to spend a lot of time like talking about like a negative mindset. Because like I said, if you have the negative mindset and you look at this season as a failure and because it's some like just fairy tale standard that you hold the team to that you don't even hold your personal self to, we're not trying to talk to you. We're not trying to interact with you. But for the individuals that understand that context, the people that understand this storyline, it's like, man, it's so much positivity that happened on Sunday and it happened with this particular team, man. It's just really exciting. But that is what you're talking about when you're talking about a winning culture. When you're talking about that mindset of being a champion, when you're talking about how does a team miss the postseason one year but then turn around and go and have a crazy run, this is how it happens. When this team was sitting at 2-6 and six and people were hollering, you know, what should we do? What direction should we go in? Should we blow it up? Should we tank? Should we start just, you know, playing whoever out there? Let's see what we got. Mm-hmm. And we're like, nah, granted, it's not going to do the best in terms of draft positioning, but as we've spoken on numerous times, draft positioning never takes precedent over winning games. You have to win games. It is contagious. You learn to win, and then you keep doing it, and then you stack these wins. And before you know it, you have what you have here in Pittsburgh, a winning culture. Whereas when you talk about 16 seasons consecutively and how that has never been done, think about it. They tried to put it on to start a season, right, or to start a career because I know you go, oh, well, Belichick did something. Yeah, Belichick also got his butt kicked for how many years prior <laughs> to that. Okay, let's not forget that. But even when they tried to say it was going to be McVay, remember, he was the next guy that was going to be better than Coach Tomlin. He's the guy that's going he's gonna to break that record. Man, they got that man talking about taking some time off. Sean McVay, if you saw him he's get to the podium He's talking about taking some time week, off. He said this season was humbling for him. He's taking. He's talking about taking some time off. So just once again, when we talk about – what we currently have and why we have that optimism and things like that, this is why. Because we have a proven method that has worked for how many years? That has produced, number one, how many Lombardis under Coach Tomlin specifically? One. And how many appearances under him specifically? Two. So we have two appearances, one Super Bowl. Correct. AFC Championship appearances, what? 16. Well, I guess it would have technically been 17, 17, but it was the 16, 17 season. 17 season. So it's like, man, you're seeing the productivity. You're getting big moments also. When we talk about just in this context of this team and what direction it should be going in and why you should feel optimistic and who to believe in and things like that, look around globally. Look at what we're doing in the short term and full body of work versus other organizations. And tell me, would you take their success versus what we've had right now and where we are currently at? And that's the thing. It's like you just can't fall into that trap of being prisoners of the moment. And I feel like at times, Steel Nation did do that in the first half of the season. Sure, sure. When it was 2-6 and six and it was some adversity and other objects looked prettier, people were really quick to jump on those trains. But once again, this is why we say what we say in the sense of just because somebody might have a hot season or somebody might have a hot stretch that isn't reality all the time like anybody can do it once anybody can do it twice show me the consistency show me the longevity and when you have something like that man I appreciate it and I feel like with this team right now man it could you could lose sight of appreciating this team hmm. because of some of those things but it's like no man there's a lot and I fer- I personally feel like this is almost the beginning of something hmm. we just got done with the seven era and that Situation, But I feel like this now, what we just saw this year, especially the second half, it's more of just that seed that has officially been planted. And now we're going to really get a chance to see how much more it can grow. 
that's the thing, like I said, man, I'm super excited about it, man. Yeah, that's very well said by you. Um, and <laughs> there's, there's a lot that you touched on there. But I I, I think you're right. I, I, I know that it's a blessing to have the expectations that we have here. That's that's how I want to say this. Like, don't, and I think I might have said this bye week or whenever we, you know, when the Steelers were two and six, three and seven, right? Um, you want the expectations of expecting your team to win every single year. We've talked about that. It's a blessing to be that way. Uh, I don't feel that way about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't feel that way about the Pittsburgh Penguins for about the first 14 years of my life. Mm-hmm. It's it's a blessing. It's a privilege, and you can be spoiled in a way to feel that way as a fan base. There's going to be natural reaction when things don't go your way. And in the heat of the moment, Motsi, I understood that. I understood the frustrations. I even understood some of the, well, let's make some changes. Let's let's clean some staff. Let's let's play for a better draft pick and actually look to the future for once, something we never do as an organization. I get that, particularly from the vocal faction of the fan base, because most of them are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and they haven't lived through a ton of bad Steelers ball, and if they did, they were really young when it happened. I, 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 you, you always, the, sh- the, the different thing is always appealing, right? The grass on the other side of the street is always greener you know than that in, in, in your own yard. So I, I understand that from the fan perspective. But now that we're at the end of this thing and we've seen how it all played out and we've seen seven and two down the stretch and all the things that you just laid out and the reasons for optimism going forward, like that is why the Steelers do it. Would any of us still be singing this same tune? Even if so the Steelers are going to pick 17th in the first round, right? And then pick 32nd as well. And pick 32nd. 32nd and 40. Yeah. Ninth? I think it's like three in the top 50. I think it's 50. like 17, yeah. 32, 49. Yeah. Or maybe fi- three in the top 50, let's mm-hmm. say. If I were telling you, Motsi, right now, the Steelers, instead of three in the top 50, they finished four and what would it be? What would it be? 13. 13. They finished 4-13, and 13, and they're picking 4th or 5th in the draft. But they finished 4-13, and 13, and we exactly. don't know what we have in Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. And the offensive exactly. line and the running backs don't show the improvement that they made. And the defense doesn't absolutely put the clamps down in the back half of the season as soon as they got healthy again and got T.J. Watt back. You, you well, said, not even you healthy. Said, what, you said, what would you say? Still don't have any defensive you, backs. You, you said, what would you say? You know what I would say? You think we'd still be, uh, spre- be I, as, I as optimistic you. about the future today? That's the, that's the real question for me. I would me, just is. ask you. Make that logic make sense, if and the, that's part of the reason why. If they had a top five pick, yeah. but finished four and, and, and thirteen, well, I would you feel you. more optimistic than you do today? No, no. Let's talk about. It. I have a question for you because to me, as a player, we don't care about the draft. Never have, never will. No, media fans do absolutely. So let's talk about it, Wes. I'm why putting this do, on a Twitter post. I, 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 I about to say, yeah, let's talk about this though. Why do you guys put so much stock in the draft? But then y'all are the main ones that oh, criticize did you just you how many how many busts y'all did have you just in the draft. You, did you just you absolutely, people me? Absolutely. Because this is why I love okay, to draw. Let's have this conversation. Yeah, I do not care about the draft. Never have. Outside of when I was getting drafted. And even then, you're still like, yo, this is stupid. Like I when you were it. in high school, you didn't enjoy the draft? No. It is dumb. Only in sport, okay. only in football. Right, do, real I, quick. I'm going to do all I can. And now I don't even get to decide where I'm going. But I digress. I'm going to give you but, the but, same answer. But this is the thought. Uh, like, I'm not even speaking on, like, the actual event. 
I'm speaking on the thought process that we know the draft is an absolute crapshoot. How many times do we highlight bust after bust, miss after miss, but yet every single year you get multiple people from multiple teams, not just Steelers, because it's not just Steelers Nation thing. This is multiple fan bases. But they will once again say the whole thought process of, yeah, just be as bad as you can and to get you a good draft pick and everything will be right. But yet we talk about how, man, that player's a bust. This player's a bust. Man, what are the odds actually hitting on the pick? How many first-round picks have we hit on? How many have we missed on just in a 10-year span? But yet and still, this is a thing every single year. Why do y'all love the draft so much, man? So I'm going to give this – I'm going to answer the same question. Uh, when I was in college mm-hmm. – I don't know if I've ever told everybody here on the air before where I went to school, but it was WVU, by the way. When I was in college. <laughs> I did not. I thought you went to that school in Oakland. What, Chatham? <laughs> Carnegie Mellon? Uh, CMU. CMU. That's what you're talking about. When I was in college, uh, my sophomore and junior year, I lived with two guys on the rugby team. All right? My boys, Ryan and Brian, the three of us lived together for two years, and they were both they both played rugby at WVU. Because of that, they had some foreign friends, right? There were some yeah. English kids and some Australian kids that played on the team. I had one time, Motsi, one of the English guys was at our house. We are having a few pints, you know, on a sad day or something. Oh, yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, literally, I mean, maybe not word for word, but this right, is what right. he said. He goes, he goes, what's the big deal with the NFL draft? He goes, it's literally just a man reading names from a podium. And you guys watch it for like three days. What, what, talk to me here. What's going on? They've made it such an event. Such a spectacle. Like, For me, why like, yeah, I love the NFL Your life draft. is going to change if you just get this player right here. Your franchise is going to win 10 Super Bowls because we just drafted this guy fifth overall. And you're like, bro, what? For me growing <laughs> up, Motsi, you'll laugh at this, but it's fun. Everything gets back and to Morgantown. fans really believe it, though. They'd be like, yo, we got him. We're good now. Oh, I, I told you I've never been along. more excited in my life about like, a Steelers draft pick than when they took Jarvis about, Jones. Bro? I've never been more excited about an offseason move in my life than when the Steelers drafted Jarvis Jones. I was convinced that he was going to be Vaughn Miller. So, there you go. There's a little honesty for you. The reason I grew up loving the draft as hey, a I kid. I love Jarvis, my dog, too. Love Jarvis, man. <laughs> National champion, hey, Georgia. Back to back. Don't back to hey, back. Put some respect on it. Tell yeah, you what. Put some respect on it. Um, speaking of people in their 30s and 40s, Stetson Bennett. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, wow. like I, I, I love the, I love the NFL draft growing up, Moti. Hey, so you are foul. How you just go spray on him and just keep just casually no, going? It's, it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. You say your age, man. He could take it like a man. Know what you said? I get it, man. I get it. Um, I grew up loving the NFL draft. You'll laugh at this, but you know this to be true. The way that I'm wired. Like, I wanted to see, okay, who's going to draft Pac-Man Jones? And who's going to draft Chris Henry? because oh, you had the costume. And that Steve, makes sense. That and makes Steve sense. Slayton okay. and Owen Schmidt. And that Pat, makes sense. Well, I, you know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. always, I was always, I always loved the draft because I wanted to see where my WVU guys that were going to end and think, up. And think about me, right? So, high, like, growing up, we didn't have, like, a costume where I, like, was that. Right. It's like, not I like I you love. loved Virginia Tech right. or something. So yeah. now when I go to JMU, how do we view the draft at JMU? Man, we got dudes that's talented, but we always getting overlooked. So I really don't care about that the makes, draft. That you makes catch sense. my drift? That makes sense. Really don't care about it. Yeah. But I think I think it's too because everyone can feel like a big winner on draft night. That's definitely it. Because I mean, ask Jets the, fans, ask Browns yeah. fans how many times they felt great right. on draft weekend. Even though they boo some of these dudes, it's and true. then those picks turn out to be good picks. Uh, Eagles and Donovan yeah. McNabb. <laughs> but that is definitely like that that logic to me was has always been like just crazy. Because first off, we talk about football. It's the ultimate team sport. And I'll make sure you go ahead and get your poll in too, oh, man. No, you to, get your type no, on, I'm man. listening to you. We're going to break. Yeah. I'll put the I, I 
want to listen to you here. I want to oh. put the pull up during the break. But yeah, so my thing was this, man. It's just like, you know, when I think of the draft, and we talk about how football is the ultimate team sport, right? No one person. You don't have a scenario where Michael Jordan could come out here and just elevate his team, and you don't have – it doesn't matter who else is out that he could do it all. Because in football, you only play one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You got to rely on somebody else to play mm-hmm. defense against the pass. Mm-hmm. You can't rush the passer and cover the pass. You can't do both. You got to have a teammate, you know? In basketball, man, you could pick up full court press, dunk the ball, pass it off to somebody, get it yourself. LeBron James you know I mean? can like, pick up the point guard. He can pick up the center. He you can, can pick up the small forward. You could do all, but it's not that dynamic when you're talking about football. Yeah. But, Chet, we know that as players. Coaches know that. It's been drilled in you since you were a kid. No one person is bigger than the team. But yet, when it's the draft, that's literally where we say, hey, man, don't remember that mindset. Here, oh, baby, all you need to do is just hit on one of these guys, baby. You will win you a Super Bowl. Woo! And you're like, bro, what? But that is literally how they that's how they play it. That's it. And then we set these unrealistic expectations, and then we start having these conversations about why this kid is not good or why this kid sucks. And it's like, no, he doesn't suck. He's just a good quarterback, not a franchise caliber, great elite, going to win you 30 Super Bowls type quarterback that everybody thought he was on draft night. Right. But why do y'all be doing that? I just, it just, it baffles me at times, man. You peopled me. I did. I tell you what. Yes. You, you always, you people, me when it's a football question. Hey, how you guys be talking about Coach Simon Locker? Hey, how do you guys get ready for a rivalry game? Hey, man, what's mentally going on with you guys? You, you, you people meet in, so I'm going to just spin the block on you this time. Yeah, you people. <laughs> I, can I just say, I don't like the draft nearly as much as that I used to now that it's a three-day <laughs> event that's like back-to-back-to-back 14-hour workdays. No, like seriously, it's around the clock. But great in terms of content. The people love the content. People love the content. They love the content. Yeah. I enjoyed the NFL draft a lot when I was growing up to see where the WVU guys would go. And when I was in college, because, you know, you've just got that melting pot of you've got Steelers fans and Bills fans and Eagles fans and Washington fans and Giants fans. And everyone's kind of sitting there Mm -hmm. and and screaming and yelling and do this and don't do that. and. Yeah, but working the draft is fun. The NFL, you know what? It's fun now. You know what? Can people, I? Because people go, it's can, fun. You know how they say, "Don't hate the player, hate the game." I'm can I you. hate the game and not the player? It's the Uh-oh. NFL's fault. They have made no, the draft. No, it is. It definitely is. Draft, it's a, it's an event. The first round it's of the event. draft yeah. is the biggest NFL event of the year behind the Super Bowl. And you mm-hmm. know what? The combines number three. No, that, no, those are all like factual. Like <laughs> number not four even, is championship weekend. Yeah, not even a debate. Like that's <laughs> that's like factual. And the NFL did it by design. They want it to be year-round. Yep. They want to always be in the conversation. Has it worked? Tell me what month do, does the NFL not have something? January, the end of the regular season, start of the postseason. February, Super Bowl. Talk and about combi- Mar- March, March huh? Combine. March April Combine. Draft. But, but, but not, just, not just Combine. You also got, you got Pro Days. Senior Bowls. You have, hey, can we start talking to you now? We're we, we going to start having a little, we start getting those fillers out, a little Senior negotiation bowl, things going bowl. on. We yep. talked about April. We said that's draft time. May, what happens in May? Ah, uh, rookie mini camp. Ah, what about June? Ah, uh, mini camp and OTAs. What about July? Training camp. August? Training camp and preseason. September? Here we go, regular season. November? All the, regular season? I, oh, I, I, October. We got October in there. Okay, oh, October? Regular, regular season, yeah. Uh, all right, now November. Regular season, including on Thanksgiving. What about De- December, though? De- De- December. Uh, regular season, including on Christmas Eve, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. <laughs> so you mean it's over? They got something every single month? Oh, we're going to play on New Year's okay. Day as well, too. And, uh, yeah, you know what? We might just push the Super Bowl back into Valentine's Day before this thing's all said and done. 
Not that you're hearing some undertones of venting from someone who works in football and is just like, yeah, can we just find one month it's for downtime? Never a just downtime, one, just one, bro. Just one. As I'm it's already never looking ahead, a downtime. wifey, you'll get, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> wifey has been giving me grief because she's like, you're, you know, the Steelers not See, schedule, the, but their the, opponents just came yeah, out, yeah. and I'm like, okay, well, we're going to L.A., we're going to Seattle, we're going yeah. to Vegas, we're going to Houston, and she's like. What is your deal? She's like, the season just ended. Can you not? And I'm like, babe, like the season never ends. Really, it never ends. when you work in football, it, it is never literally ends. year round. I'm gonna be in the I'm gonna be in Indy in like six weeks. Like it's literally year round. Bro. <laughs> I'll be in Indy for a whole week here. We're I, I, before too much. I, look, I was over here like it's only a matter of time before I get that text. We're going virtual, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter and you could tweet us too. Yeah. Like, what? Where would you be sitting today on January 11th? More optimistic if the Steelers what they, how, what transpired and where yeah. they're at now, or if they finished with a top five draft pick? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So y'all heard the question. My man Wes is gonna put the Twitter poll up. So check it out at Wesley Euler. Ooh, I butchered that at Wesley Euler remix. There it is, and at the Body 52. And this is Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.